0: You're listening to Messages of Infinite Light with Ain Kate Sullivan, the show that helps us discover the truth of who we are and imagines where we are going as masterful creators. Welcome, Light Travelers. This is Ain Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light, and I'm also the author of the Sparkle series for children and the Legends of the Grail series for adults. So you can discover more about these mystical books on InfiniteLightPublishing.com. And speaking of light, of infinite light, I have a luminous guest for you. Her name is Mirabai Devi, and she is an embodiment of the divine feminine. I just talking to her before we started recording, I really started feeling... The energy of the Devi. It's very beautiful. So you might want to just find a a place to relax and put your hand on your heart, and you might just blossom like a rose. See what happens here. (laughs) Mirabai Devi is an international spiritual teacher, divine mother, heart centered, inspirational speaker and presenter, channel conduit for the divine light, global healer, author, and the founder of the Mirabai. Debbie Foundation, her 501c3 nonprofit. I'm going to also add that I've seen Mirabai Works and Miracles. She probably can't have that on her website, but. Miraculous things happen around her. The foundation is dedicated to her mission of raising world consciousness through the awakening and healing of humanity. Mirabai has been devoted to the awakening and service of humanity for nearly thirty years. She's been at this for a long time. So, I, you know, I'm hoping some of us can uh, can get together and and, and assist now. It's time for us all to help with this type of service. Her global programs and group healings have transformed the lives of millions of people as she traveled throughout the world. She was born in South Africa and currently lives in Hawaii. She has four global movements, the divine feminine movement, where she gives darshan and transmission of divine light to millions around the world. So if you wait to the end, all the way to the end, we're going to have a Not a darshan, which you need to get through generally through the eyes, but we're going to have a visualization. So you'll be able to get a a sense of this divine energy uh, through the visualization. And at the very end, we will have a, a transmission of the divine light, which she, as we said, gives to millions around the world. You can get this. We're finding you can get this through the airwaves just as quickly pre-recorded programs you can get. It's an intention and this intention can go to everyone around the world. So if you want to, if you know someone's in trouble and they need a divine light transmission, you can actually send a link to this podcast, this episode, and people will get a healing from this where you can also send people to Mirabai Debbie directly or to her website. So she's also Uh, the head of the Lightworker Training School worldwide, currently online. So if you really want to develop as a Lightworker, you want to uh, step into your power as a Lightworker, you can go and find out more about that. Uh, A Power of Love is her online membership portal. So that's www.apoweroflove.com. The, and then if you go to the Mirabai Devi Foundation, you can find out all kinds of live streaming of programs, teachings and light transmissions, bookstore tools, all kinds of things. So before, uh, before I bring her on, I'm just going to say that we, we've been discussing the, the different ways in which humanity is awakening. And I think with all the things that are going on in the world today. Uh, We can find out the bad news really easily. What we want to focus on here is the good news. What's really arising, our possibilities, how we can envision a new humanity. So we will be discussing love of the divine, love of the divine mother, how we can attune to her spiritual awakening, how we handle spiritual awakening, and also how Mirabai acts as an interdimensional guide. That's really fascinating. I think you'll love it. So we're standing on a threshold. Let's talk about it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the superpower network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the programs tab to get started today. So welcome back with blessings. This is Anne Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light and Wisdom of the Ages, and you can find many more episodes on superpowerexperts.com/slash wisdom of the ages. And if you really want to go and check out Mirabai, go to mirabaidevi.org. I'll give it again at the end. Mirabai, here you are. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and being on Messages of Infinite Light.
1: Ain, thank you, and thank you to your listenership for hearing what my message is and for inviting me onto your show to be able to co-create with you this divine awakening. Oh, well, my goodness.
0: I'm, I'm so excited to, to do this uh, discourse with you today and also to experience some of this divine light transmission. It's always a pleasure to experience this with you. But I was thinking, you know, maybe we can start slowly and then do a really deep dive. And I'm really curious to know more about your personal spiritual awakening.
1: What happened? First of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And second of all, my spiritual awakening, I was just sharing that story on my birthday last week. And uh, basically, I was sitting on a rock in India, in Goa. Um, in 1992, and I had completely renounced the world in the sense that I no longer wanted to listen to or focus on the collective consciousness agreement matrix field of what consensus external reality means, but rather turn Completely inside and merge with God, know God, love God, merge with God, know the light, love the light, merge with the light, become the light. And so I basically, through my whole life of desiring uh, nothing stronger or more than unifying with the divine, I was granted my wish. And I went into an eight week state where I actually was embodied, but it was as if I left my body, even though I was walking around and acting in my body, but I was no longer individualized into my own unique individual self, but I was merged into the cosmic self, the cosmic energy, the divine self, the divine energy. And it was as if I was given access to total knowledge omniscience uh total power um, of god omnipotence which is when the miracle healings began and also the ability to channel and read the akashic records and the soul's journey and evolution through all timelines and at that time i was taken through the realms and dimensions and able to see all of my past lifetimes and then ascended into what I call the Godhead. And the Godhead is that, is that unified field or self uh, or Krishna or or, um, Brahma, the creator, whatever you want to call it. Um, I went into the um, I went into the form and the formless aspect of the divine. And when I merged into that state There were many different stages and levels, all the way from experiencing the colorless sap of consciousness to the ecstatic bliss, to the overflowing, um, all expansive, all permeating love, divine love, and love of divine mother, all the way through to just being in a state of unified. Unity consciousness. And that transformed my life forever. I really never left that state. I just had to learn how to integrate it into walking and talking and interacting and living a normal human life. So I've always said I have one foot in one canoe, and that is the normal 3D consensus reality, and one foot in another canoe, which is this underlying reality that is unseen, invisible, that is the realm of the divine underlying truth of everything. And so I'm able to go back and forth, just like, you know, whenever I want to turn that switch on and off, I can go into samadhi states at will. And there are many different forms of higher consciousness, of course, but that's just to give you the nutshell of the nutshell aim. Thank you
0: so beautiful and actually as you're speaking I'm starting to go into a state of Samadhi <laughs> this, so I'm gonna have to try to stay focused here <laughs> talking to you <laughs> Just start to get high. okay so it how happens. do you <laughs> how do you keep your foot in the 3d canoe that's the part I think I want to know um. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just think, I just think that I was, I was given some gold bricks at birth. You know, I was born with, I was born with real, I was born with real value, valuable, um, you know, heavy, um, golden parents and family and friends and people that have kept me on the ground and humble and, and safe. And I always had a very um, practical side kind of, Kind of like the Dalai Lama, just very practical and very grounded, <clears throat> and that's what kept me going. And actually, I was telling a friend just recently that um, I didn't talk about my spiritual awakening for for ten years um, because I had to wait until I'd fully integrated it and grounded it and could embody it and uh, maintain and gather enough information and. Um, Confirmation from the scriptures and the Vedas that everything that I'd experienced was written in scripture and was actually um, has been out there for thousands of years as, as Vedic text. And until I could verify all that for myself, that I wasn't totally crazy and hadn't lost my mind, but in fact I was having uh completely textbook written mystical experiences um, that I was then able to take and ground into this practical form. Um, this integrated wisdom is what creates the ability to be a teacher, a grounded teacher.
0: Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And you are one of the most detailed people that I know. And I always see you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Anytime that I've been in a community situation with you, you surround yourself with beautiful people. I will say that that's, that's really lovely. Um, so seems it seems as though there's a spiritual awakening happening on the planet. It's not on mainstream news yet, but a lot of people, I mean there are, I think 25 million people now on the superpower network. That's huge because I remember years ago when we were talking about spiritual awakening that you know I would have 10 people show up for a class and now look at what's happening. So there's something happening on the planet. Clearly it's not everybody. But there's a quickening, there's an awakening. I think there are also a lot of people are worried about mental illness. You mentioned that. I I think we need programs. One of the things that I really feel we need to do, maybe you're not going to have to do this, but help people realize they're not crazy, but that they're going through a spiritual awakening and guide. We need guides, I believe, when we're in this spiritual awakening process. Do you want to say anything about that?
1: Yes, I I really Um, first I want to say, wow, what a large size network and, and also the whole process of awakening, especially when the Kundalini awakens can be so bewildering for some people, you know, just waking up to what's really going on in the world can be very depressing or waking up to what's underlying, um, the 3d, uh, Physical illusion of what we perceive to be real, and then seeing that there's a whole, you know, infinite series of spiritual worlds behind this physical veil, and and seeing the underlying reality shining through can be bewildering. And then once you start experiencing the alchemical changes of the, you know, of your consciousness moving from bitterness, resentment, fear, worry, anger, or even hatred to to just bursting with love and um, even bliss or open-heartedness or compassion or wanting to love everybody or you know going into a forgiveness process you know there can be many different aspects where you can become unglued and you feel as if you don't even know who you are anymore and you lose the grounding underneath you and so having a guide on a spiritual path, on your spiritual path of awakening, I'm speaking to the, to the listeners here, when I say your, you, your spiritual path is essential. And um, it's essential because somebody who has walked before you and already done this, just like I was saying, I had to go to all the textbooks of the Vedas and see that there were you know, mystics across the ages that had attained these uh, enlightened states through you know, their own devotional path and practices and that there was actually the experiences are mapped out. They're not new experiences. They're age-old ancient experiences that have been happening to people over thousands of years. And so when you have somebody who can, you know, who can show up for you and actually show you that there's a step-by-step paved pathway and that you're not crazy and that you can ground yourself and you can integrate this into a far higher version. Of yourself with an outpicturing of an even greater, more fulfilling life and reality, then then it becomes like an essential exercise to have a mentor, a teacher, a guide, an interdimensional guide.
0: That's really beautiful. It is beautiful. I I know in the the Celtic tradition, one one of the things I love about the Celtic world and the, the, um, the Legends of the Grail series is that there is a period of seven years of madness in the forest. I always thought that was, that was lovely because it, <laughs> it's, right? it sort of takes you off the hook. It's like, it's okay because at, you know, we're, we're raised a certain way. We're taught to think, you know, we're taught to think a certain way. And then when the spiritual awakening happens, the ego, basically, that's like somebody throws a hammer in the works and, and everything's different. And just to have, whether it's a, a guru, a, a spiritual teacher, a, a group of friends, A therapist, some somebody, somebody who's spiritual, a
1: meditation
0: group, yeah, yeah, dream group, something, right? Yeah, that because I I think dream group is a good one too. Because if you have a dream group, you can say, oh, you know, I'm dreaming this. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming that the a planet is awakening. Are you Are you dreaming of the, you know, the, the the Earth blossoming? Are you seeing lights around trees? And you and you realize that just about everybody in the group's having the same dream, then you, then something changes at that point. And then you can focus instead of, oh my gosh, I'm crazy. Instead, you can go, oh, what is this process of spiritual awakening? How does that differ from insanity? You know, you start to become, I think you, like I said before, you're very detailed. So you can, you know, so maybe you want to define that. What's the difference between insanity and spiritual awakening, or is there a difference?
1: I was thinking about that last night. It's funny you would ask that and go right there because I spent some time in dialogue around this very subject last night. And that is that when we open and awaken, we are connecting to the spiritual worlds and the spiritual realms. And we want to be connecting with higher beings, light beings, ultra-terrestrial beings, higher light councils, uh, divine masters, avatars, gurus, sad gurus, you know, um, gods, goddesses, archangels. You know, these are, these are absolutely Akashic record keep, keepers. These ultra-terrestrial light beings, and um, even as In and I love to talk about, the fairies, are the beings that you want to connect to. And unfortunately, in a lot of cases that are spiritual psychosis or spiritual mental illness that are based off of uh, where people have had, um, they've had, they've taken a lot of drugs or plant medicine, and they've gone into states of psychosis or possession, or where people end up in mental institutions because, or, or labeled schizophrenic or bipolar, because they've actually open to multidimensional reality. They've opened to different fragments of different lifetimes of themselves, versions of themselves. And what happens is as soon as there's fear, as soon as there's negative energy, as soon as there's negative entities, as soon as dark energies or entities start to take control of the being or the mind, um, that's when it starts turning into mental illness versus enlightened states. And so, what I do is I help people to identify these um, attachments to the lower astral realms and move their vibration higher, lift their resonance higher out of the lower astral underworlds into the, um, the higher astral plane, the etheric plane, the causal plane, where they're going to start to experience higher beings. And they're definitely very susceptible to that. It's just a matter of training. And being rid of the uh, negative energy attachments, which cause the mental illness. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a brain chemistry issue, and I'm not saying there isn't um, an issue with, with what's going on in the wiring in the brain. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, when there's two aspects, as the spiritual crisis or the spiritual illness versus the actual uh the chemistry in the brain or the the wiring on the brain. So we're looking at two different levels and where I come in and help is more with the spiritual aspects of mental illness, as well as helping people with attaining enlightenment or self-realization. Just anybody, not, not necessarily somebody with mental illness. You see, there's two very clearly. One is dark and can be very hellish and one is light and can be blissful and heavenly and guiding people from, hell to heaven from darkness to light is really liberation. And my, i my work is to liberate people. I'm definitely um, sent here to be a liberator.
0: That's beautiful from darkness to light. And it seems like it's even um, maybe distortion and yes. co- coherence maybe. Yes. Because I, I also think sometimes I think of the, like the, the night sky or the, the vast cosmic ocean, which is dark, but that's, also Divine Mother. So we're not talking about that kind of luminous darkness, that place of potentiality, of formlessness. We're talking about a place where there's distortion and pain and suffering, which is, so what causes suffering and pain?
1: Yes, I was just going to say the Dark Mother, um, you know, they talk about the Black Madonna or the Dark Mother or the Dark Divine Mother. That's the aspect of Shakti that that is the unmanifest, aspect that's still in the darkness that then causes the little seed in the ground to germinate and turn into a beautiful plant. And for Ayn's benefit, I'll say a squash plant. (laughs) That creates a a field of squash. (laughs) And that's the unmanifest dark mother or dark goddess that's in the unknown, the holy unknown that brings all form into being. She births the cosmic form of all realms and all dimensions into being. And so that aspect of divine mother is completely different than what we're talking about. We're talking about more the actual negative energies that like to control people and dominate them and then, and then make their lives hell. And that's where a lot of my work is to liberate people out of that into the light. And so what causes suffering Is I feel what causes suffering is the identification or attachment or um, both to one's own samskaras and patterns that where one feels trapped in a cycle of patterns or samskaras and can't break loose or break out. That's the first level of suffering. A second level of suffering would be reincarnating again and again and again in lower worlds and never being able to graduate up into higher realms because of losing connection to source, to God, to the light. And the third level of suffering would be um, being being uh, weak or weakened and allowing oneself to be controlled by lower underworld entities or energies that cause uh, tremendous levels of hell and pain and suffering. And the soul does seem to go on this journey. It seems like most souls go through darkness into light and through some of the underworlds into the worlds of light. And that's what I, that's what I see is that some souls, you know, most souls seem to contract. They seem to to contract to experience large amounts of suffering until they've suffered enough and they're saying I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm never going to do that again. I will never take those drugs again or I'll never play in the underworld again or I'm never going to, you know, associate with the dark side of life again. I'm out, or those aspects of my consciousness again. I'm done with that and I'm moving on. And that breakthrough level, you know, maybe 10 steps forward, 2 steps back, you know, 5 steps forward, 3 steps back. But but that's where a guide, a teacher, a mentor is so essential and what I was going to say is that there's this movement now on the planet that I've heard for at least the last 30 years where people say, oh, you don't need gurus anymore and the time of the guru is over and this kind of thing. But the reality that I'm seeing is that humanity is naturally awakened, is essentially, for the most part, those that are humans, are definitely angelic embodiments that are in the ignorance, in the delusion, in the Maya, and have forgotten who they are. And they're trying to make their way back to their angelic nature. And without a guide or a mentor or a teacher, most, most humans are, are um, they've got that veil of disconnection and to break through the veil yourself, to see what you cannot see, to see and feel and work through one's own levels of confusion and and blind spots is very, very challenging for most human beings, and they stay stuck. And their evolution moves very slowly. Whereas a teacher, a mentor, a guide, a guru can actually rapidly um, quantum leap your evolution and save you from incarnating hundreds of lifetimes of suffering. In some cases, thousands of lifetimes of suffering and pain in in hell realms, and take you to like a much quicker level of internal connection with your inner heaven, your inner bliss, your inner joy, your inner happiness to find your, your real life purpose. And so I feel that that's a misguided concept um, that's, that's yes, we are all that, but we need, it's just like when we play tennis, you know, if we want to become a pro tennis player, we need a teacher, right? If you want to learn to drive, you need somebody to show you how to drive. Of course, we all intuitively know, but we need somebody to show us how. And then at a certain stage when you're merged with the light, when you're merged with the self, then the teacher you see is just the reflection, just the mirror of your own self, actually. The higher the higher self projecting back to you through another form.
0: It makes complete yeah. sense to me, Mirabai. You you put it really well that we we come, we find our teacher and uh and the teacher does need to be a little bit further along the path, not so much further that you can't connect, but a little bit further along the path. And you're going to project maybe everything that's positive and wonderful onto them. And at a certain point, you're going to realize that what you've projected is within you. So uh, I think it's a very human process. And I mean, I know there there have been some problems in the spiritual communities where. Uh, spiritual teachers and gurus have taken advantage of students. I think that's, that's where a lot of this has come from, but really we can't expect anyone, anyone to be perfect. No one's perfect on the planet, but what we can, but what we can do is, is, you know, enter into this um, transference counter until we ne- make the next leap together. And it seems as though now there's not only the individual leap that we're making, but uh, and a personal awakening experience, but there's something going on in the collective um, that's new. I, I don't know if you want to talk about I, are we entering the Aquarian age? What's happening with the collective and how do we awaken
1: together? Wow, Ain, it's like talking to my best friend talking to you. You just speak my language, sister. <laughs> you're so dialed in. I just love, I love talking to you because you get it on so many levels and you're able to, it's like, I just see little sparkles going off in all the dimensions. You're like, let's touch this dimension and this dimension and this dimension and that truth and this dimension. And then all of a sudden the whole Christmas tree comes online and just lights up the whole room. And that's what I'm seeing in my inner eye as we're speaking. So what I wanted to share, just back to the past point and then going to your present point, is that I I have seen in working with you know, millions of people around the world between one-on-one sessions and groups and working with people in very large groups, also and processing people in a room together. I see that their soul contract, and you know about this, that if somebody takes on an abusive husband or an abusive wife, that's a soul contract, right? Some part of their soul. Wanted to or needed to burn that karma, have that experience, learn to value themselves, learn to empower themselves, and no longer allow anybody to treat them that way any longer. So, in the same way, um, since it's not necessarily the child that chooses the parent, but it is the soul that chooses the parent when you see abuse in childhood, that soul has consciously chosen the movie or the play that it's going into, and this is very controversial, what I'm talking to, because it's a hot sticking point for a lot of people. How can children choose? But the reality is they don't. The soul chooses to get to gain certain experiences, certain karma to be burnt off and to empower itself. Because we are light beings that incarnate into a world of duality, we choose to experience what we are not, what we don't like, and what we don't regard as as okay or acceptable so that we can learn to become who we are, to empower ourselves, to blossom and grow, to become evolved, and to choose a higher path surrounded by love because we deserve that and we know we're deservable. So, In the same way, a soul will contract with a guru or a teacher that does abuse or mistreat them and that'll be just no different than attracting a soul contract with a a family member that abuses them. And so when that soul awakens to that teacher's imperfections and understands the cruelty that's playing out in any form, whether it's in a nunnery, a monastery, a Hare Krishna order, a, a guru in the Hindu tradition or any other tradition, Catholic priest, it doesn't matter where it occurs. It's about looking at the individual learning to self-realize and self-empower and and overcome the victimization and become empowered as a a leader, a teacher, a guide. And so through humanity, um, playing out such a deep level of victimization, I would even go so far, and I've shared this a lot in my teachings in the last two years, is most human beings are enslaved or in slavery. And that process of coming out of, you know, mental slavery um, and spiritual slavery, and for some people, physical slavery in various forms, we actually are moving out of victimization into this uh, empowered state of freedom and sovereignty because the soul longs to be free. It longs to be free of karma it longs to be sovereign, it longs to not be dominated by any other forces or powers other than God, the divine light. And so, that's why discernment, 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 the more you wake up on the spiritual path, the more you're going to discern who you associate with, who you let into your close inner circle, who you're going to choose as your teacher or guide. And um, there's obviously, you know, there's a lot of misguided people. So, that's why um, it's really important to know the truth, to recognize the truth, and to see where there's distortions or illusions or delusions before you choose your teacher or your guide. And so, in the same way, humanity is waking up from this slumber of slavery, enslavement into victimization. And now, as humanity rises into this awakening, uh, we will see a very, very different world. And this is what I have been holding space for, and not just holding space passively, but actively leading the charge along with other spiritual leaders around the world to really awaken millions of people around the globe so that we can together make the shift into this Aquarian Age new paradigm of self empowerment and being unified with truth and God and the light and the higher dimensions. So we can bring in heaven to earth. We can bring in the fifth dimension into earth where it's already existing in pockets around the, around the globe, but to bring it in fully and to help mother earth with her ascension, she's going to be just fine. We know that, but it's humanity that is really, it's like almost like an unstoppable force, this awakening. And yet the old dark archaic structures are trying to hold the awakening back but it's unstoppable it cannot be stopped right it it must happen because it's written it's written in the it's written in the history of our timeline Mm-hmm. I
0: agree with you. I get this image as you're speaking of uh, you're sort of somewhere between three, three and five D and you have this blue door and you're opening it up and you're saying, come, children, <laughs> come, <laughs> come, come through. Meanwhile, they're they're uh, like little scurrying dark forces that are trying to obscure the uh, the door. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why that image came, but that's what what came up. So. It's
1: definitely, it's definitely a battle for souls, and and the truth is, is it's there's, you know, ultimately when you surrender the ego, and the mind, there is no other choice really than to choose the light and to choose the ascension because it's the quickest, it's the quickest, easiest, most, um, most streamlined way to go, once you taste that nectar, once you know that experience of the divine, there's nothing else that your soul wants more than that. And it's time to stop playing in the darkness, in the delusion, in the ignorance, once you realize, once you've tasted it. And that's why we're opening the doorway and saying, come children, let's show you a better pathway for you because that's what a guide does, right? That's what a true divine mother does is they sh- is shows you you know, an easier way. And yes, you needed to learn yourself. Yes, you needed to stumble and fall and cut and burn yourself and everything else that happens along the way. But now it's time for a a whole new dimension to come into the earth. And that's, it's like, get on the train, get on that train.
0: That's beautiful. And I think it's a good segue here. I have so many more things I want to talk to you about. So I, I'm going to have to invite you back on to to this uh, show, Infinite Light Show. Um, what about doing the visualization now so that we can all, all the listeners, I'd like to go on the train ride too. Um, to, can you take us on a little journey to, to meet the Divine Mother?
1: Yes, I would love to. You may close your eyes. And bring your awareness onto your breathing now and begin to take some nice deep inhalations and exhalations, relaxing your whole body now, letting go of all the thoughts in your mind, noticing any sensations that are occurring anywhere in your body, and just effortlessly watch the thoughts like gentle, white, fluffy clouds passing you by, bringing your awareness back to your breath, back to the presence of beingness. Nice, deep inhalations and exhalations rising and falling like the little waves on the beach of the ocean, making that beautiful lapping sound that is so soothing. You're moving into that soothing energy. Of this field of infinite light, the infinite light, the golden light, the divine energy that is flooding in through the top of your head like a waterfall of bubbling champagne, bubbling joy, radiating down through all of your chakras coming in from the great grand central sun above your head, eighth chakra through the seven major chakras, all the way down the spine, activating the kundalini, activating your divine feminine shakti, the power of the divine feminine that dwells within you, whether you're in a male body or female body, and activating the divine masculine, the Shiva qualities in the spine. And now allowing that golden light to bubble through every cell, every vein, every organ, tissue, bone in your body, and then ripple out into your subtle bodies now, your etheric field, your astral body, your causal body, and all the way out around you. You're now in a beautiful, beautiful field of effervescent Golden light. Your hands and feet are tingling. Your third eye is tingling. If you like, you can place your tongue to the roof of your mouth and connect and just feel that nectar coming down through the roof of your mouth or the back of your tongue and connecting to the soma, the heavenly energy that's activating as the celestial gateway in the third eye chakra. And meditating now, you've got your third eye activating. You've got your tongue to the tip tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth, tasting the nectar of the divine. You've got the golden effervescent light moving all around you. You've got now a golden egg, an egg-shaped cocoon of molten gold, as deep and rich as you can visualize it around you. And then, as you're setting that molten golden egg to protect you, to bring in Divine Mother's protection. And grace and presence. Now you start to bring your awareness to the center of your chest. You bring your awareness to your Anahata chakra, your heart chakra. And in your heart chakra, you visualize your heart chakra as a beautiful lotus blossom or a rose. And see that rose as a bud opening up its petals, petal by petal by petal by petal unfurling, popping open, and the glorious scent of the rose, the smell is filling your sinuses. It's filling your head. Your eyes are watering from the strength of the rose presence. And we know also that the rose is the presence of divine mother. It's her scent, her essence, her signature flower. And as the heart chakra is just bursting open now and blossoming, seated right in the center is a little miniature version of your divine mother within your inner goddess, like a little deity. She may show up as Kuan Yin. She may show up as Mother Mary. She may show up as Parashakti. She may show up as Mary Magdalene. She may show up as Isis. She may show up as any one of the goddesses that you most relate to, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati, or just simply as Devi. And Devi has many names and many forms, infinite names and forms. She is present inside of you, giving you her blessings. The vision of her eyes, we call darshan. She radiates light and divine love through her eyes, her hands. Her whole body emanates such purity, such love, such beauty, such abundance. The power and the wisdom that emanates through her takes you into a timeless, ageless, infinite, merged state of unity consciousness as you allow yourself to be seated as a miniature version of yourself in your own heart, directly in front of her, gazing into her eyes, with your hands reaching out to receive the light, the blessing, the mudra, blessing mudras of her hands, beam the light out into your hands, your heart chakra, your sacred heart, your third eye, and your very being is lit up, activated, awakened, and illuminated. And now you will feel all of your chakras, Beginning to open and blossom as rose, blossoming roses in various pastel, rainbow colors. And as each one opens, another burst of the fragrance of a different fragrance of rose. There's so many different fragrances of roses white roses, yellow roses, red roses, pink roses. All these different lavender roses, purple roses, these rose essences each have a different smell as they fill your senses, as you watch your chakras blossom open. And now you begin to notice as you're seated in front of divine mother, that she is under a beautiful pagoda. She has a beautiful pagoda that she's seated in, in a rose garden, and Throughout the rows of roses, you're also seeing rows and rows of roses that are emanating the scent and the smell and the energy of divine mother. You are receiving a transmission of the divine mother energy and essence. You're receiving the blessings of her love and compassion for you, her protection and her divine grace. That you know you are always in the right place at the right time at the right moment surrounded by her protection as you tune into her and let her guide you. And now you may just rest for a moment in this energy vibration and take your time to absorb it. And I'll let Ain guide us back and I will close with a light transmission once Ain is ready take a couple minutes to integrate and receive this and these many great blessings, this showering of rose petals and divine love now as the light ripples through our body and being, mind and essence.
0: Mm, that's so beautiful. I have the, I'm having the experience now of riding a great swan through the cosmic ocean. I feel rose petals falling all around us, all the many different colors of the rainbow. Um, it feels as though the Devi is blessing this moment and each of us, each of us uh, listening and tapping into this energy, this, and in this moment, I think what's really Prevalent is the understanding that we are creator beings, that our words, that our thoughts, that our deeds really co-create this world that we live into. And that if we can focus on love and light and care for each other, that this whole planet could just, the entire planet could blossom in an instant. And this is where we can choose to put our focus. And actually, in this moment, in this very moment, riding on this divine swan of the Devi, we're free. We're free. All the chains have broken All the pain, the suffering, the distortions. They fall into the cosmic ocean for rebalancing, for... Recycling and the ocean, the cosmic ocean knows how to do that because she loves and embraces all of her children and every form every rock, every tree, every fairy, every elemental, every human, every animal, every fish. She is the one who brings God into form on this earth as sentient beings. So, wow, thank you. And thank you, bless you, everyone who has been listening. This is Zane Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light. So these are, this is what you're receiving now, the Messages of Infinite Light from the Devi herself. And so, Mirabai, I just in, invite you to just blast us with some <laughs> the divine light of the Devi. And we'll just... Sail off, I think, into the formless if this is where it's going. I guess everybody might have a different experience. Whatever you're experiencing is perfect. And of course, you can you can go to to Bai's site if if something is coming up for you, you want to uh, train as a light worker, you want to know more about it, maybe maybe um, a distortions arising that you want to work through. So you can go to mirabidevi.org and contact her and do a session because, hey, in the awakening process, distortions come up as well as the grace. So whatever's arising, it is the Devi and just allow that garden, that full garden to happen. Okay,
1: take it away. Well, I just want to add on to what you say before we go is just that I've been an interdimensional guide for 30 years and helped people not only cross over from this world to the other side, but also help people communicate with their family members and loved ones. On the other side, that have passed over. I've helped people communicate that are in comas, that can't speak, or that are unable to speak because of various illnesses. I've translated it. I've been an animal communicator for people, for their families. I've also done um, healing sessions with individuals for 30 years on helping people to heal their physical bodies, to work through their emotional issues, to clear their relationship traumas as well as focus on self-realization, awakening, and spiritual practices. I channel uh, many hours of spiritual teachings, which are available on my power of love, as well as many guided visualizations, light transmissions. And I'm leading uh, hundreds of different programs that include spiritual teachings, guided meditations, light transmissions, techniques for awakening, spiritual practices, and always, always healing. Healing for the body, healing for the mind, healing for specific conditions. And I've witnessed countless, literally millions and trillions of miracles around me over the past 30 years for people in terms of healing their bodies as well as their minds and their spiritual lives. So I'd like to invite you all to uh, not only just to take that in um, again, my website is mirabydavy.org and um, we'll be posting how you can reach our contact information for us, for my um, organization, how, how you can join a class or a private session. But also, I'd really specifically like to direct that to you having a direct experience of this healing divine light transmission right now. And so, as you open your hands and you feel the chakras opening in your hands, as you open your heart to receive the light, as you receive the protection of that golden egg we just created and the essence of the divine feminine energy flowing through you, you may now open, you are safe to open, to receive the light. You deserve it. You deserve to manifest your intentions, your desires, your life purpose, your dreams And so I invite you to take this light and direct it to whatever it is that you would like to manifest for your healing, your body, your life, your relationships, your partnerships, what you're working on for your goal right now or goals, bring those into the light. The light will go wherever you direct it. I'm sending you the universal light in a general form that is very potent and powerful You just take it like capsules and bring it into all the many areas where you want that light to go, including your family, your loved ones, your pets and animals, or anyone else that needs healing today. Please open your hands and set your intentions now, and we'll begin this divine light transmission. I'll just give you a moment to set your intentions, and then we'll begin, and we'll end with this light transmission. Thank you. And now that we've set our intentions, you can choose to pray to the divine, to your higher self. You can choose to repeat your mantra. You can choose just to ride the jet stream waves of the light transmission as it comes in waves. Or you can choose to go into a no mind state, or you can continue to set intentions and direct the energies to where you want it to go, to whom you want it to go, to situations, to your body, your health, wherever you want it to go. I'm going to begin the divine light transmission now. Thank you so much. Please open to receive this now. Thank you.
0: Thank mm-hmm. So we're 55 minutes into this episode, and what I'd like to do is invite you to remember that this transmission can be set on automatic, you can continue to receive this energy, and just take it away, ride your magic swan, or <laughs> whatever energy you're with now, take it with you, many blessings, much love, and uh, yes goodness to all directions, goodness and love to all directions. Bye for now.
1: Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.